Hey, you're listening to that witchy stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Uh, so, episode seven of season one. Today, we're going to talk about casting a circle. Uh, there are innumerable ways to do it, as with everything in witchcraft. Um, but I'll just walk you through how I do it. Uh, before we get going with that, I, if you're on Spotify, I have a question posted um, that you can answer. And remember, you can answer it without, uh, it won't show publicly unless I specifically make it show publicly and it won't unless you tell me to. Uh, so you don't have to worry about being outed or anything. But my question is, what is your favorite witchy song or one of your favorites right now? It doesn't have to be profound, <laughs> like really, it could just have a cool beat and I'll probably like it. Um, music is one of the ways that I connect to my magical mindset. Not necessarily like I'm going to go do a, a working right now or whatever, but just, you know, remembering that I'm a witch and I can fuck shit up if I want to. I don't, but I can. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, share your music with me. I really want to hear it. Um, also, today is Imolk, uh, which is uh, the Wiccan, Wiccan holiday for um, the time between uh, winter solstice and spring equinox. So we've reached that halfway point between these two things. Winter solstice is the darkest night of the year um, or the longest night of the year. Spring equinox uh is when the the uh day and the night is equal so the length of them i mean um so right now we have reached the halfway point it's sort of like you're halfway there keep going you can do it you may notice uh that right around this time you may start to get like a little bit of spring fever just a little bit of um reawakening to things in the physical world you know things like that you you want to address you know spring cleaning or taking on new projects or you know washing the car starting to plant a garden things like that um so i don't you know i don't really get into the wheel of the year very much i I like the solstices and equinoxes. I feel very connected to those and always have, but the the rest of the wheel of the year, it is just kind of eh for me, but I do like this one. I like knowing that things are gonna get brighter soon. Um, okay, so cast in a circle. Uh, you may consider casting a circle to be something that is related to ritual. Um, or something that you do in your coven and not necessarily in solitary practice or something like that. Really casting a circle, like the function of it stays the same, whether it's being used in ritual by a coven or it's being used in your solitary practice in your bedroom, you know, um, just whatever, uh, whatever however you do your stuff so 
for me, I was cast in circles well before I was Wiccan. Um, so I, I'm not entirely sure if everyone cast circles or not, but I can tell you, like every non-Wiccan, I mean, I can tell you that uh, it doesn't need to be like a physical circle. Like you don't have to make a circle in salt on your floor or, um, you know, draw a circle with chalk or bone dust or eggshells or any of that stuff. You can, you absolutely can if that's what works for you. But you just don't need to feel like you have to. Um, it's a magical boundary, sort of a, a, a safe space between you and the rest of the world. Um, some people consider that, that need for a safe space, uh, they consider it to be protection from um, entities, you know, negative entities, spirits, um, uh, protection against any sort of magic that may be used against you in the moment. Um, you know, a protection in that way, like literally protecting you from these very real negative things. For me, it is more a matter of shutting off the negative energy within myself. So once I've cast a circle and I'm in circle, I feel a little bit separate from the rest of the world. I really do. And, um, I just don't have those negative thoughts, you know, the analytical kind of thing or the doubt kind of thing, or, you know, like, uh, even if this is real, you, you couldn't do it anyway. You know, I don't, maybe you guys don't necessarily feel those kind of struggles. I struggle with that kind of stuff a lot. I mean, I do know that magic is real, but occasionally I do need to remind myself of it. And the time that I should not have to remind myself of that is when I'm in circle, because when, when, when I'm within my circle, whether it's in circle with my, with my coven for ritual, or I, I'm in my circle at home working on my magical working, you need your focus to be very clear. You need your intentions to be very um like laser sharp, you know, you don't want accidental negative energy or doubt or things like that to, to seep into your spell. That uh, is how things go wrong. Uh, just FYI, we're going to talk about that more in a couple more episodes, but yeah, you want your brain to be focused on the task at hand. And if that means that you create a magical boundary around yourself in order to do that, then that's what you do. Um, so a couple of things to know about a circle. Um, one is another one of those um, uh, ways to trigger your magical mindset. I mean, it's not a tool in the sense of here's a wand, here's an athame, here's a cup, whatever. It's a tool in... Um, in a you know non-physical way though because once you cast circle you've put your mind into that mindset um people usually will cut a circle they'll cast a circle with um an athame 
uh, you can also use uh, your fingers. Uh, it's supposed to be the first two fingers of your dominant hand. Um, and uh, you could use other tools or no tool at all. I personally, I prefer to use wand, even though that's like wrong. Um, it's what feels right for me. So that's what I do in my personal practice, in my ritual practice with my coven, then I do it the way we do it there. Um, once you cast a circle, don't cross it. Um, you can, but you have to sort of cut a hole into it, like cut a doorway into it and then reseal it. Cut the doorway, go through, reseal it from the outside. Get whatever thing it is that you need to get and then cut a doorway, go through, reseal it from the inside. You don't want to, um, you don't want to cross it. So uh, I'm trying to think what's next. Oh, I wanted to say, if you have small children or pets, if they cross the boundary of your, of your circle, that's okay. They didn't pop your little bubble. It's, they're fine. It's more of an energetic pop <laughs> you know it's not really a physical pop also it's not just a, like a one-dimensional circle it is um it is a like more like a sphere like a bubble around you um so yeah let's go ahead and get going on actually uh casting a circle you'll want to get your tools together ahead of time um, anything that you're going to use in your spell, or if you're going to set up an altar, uh, in your spell, you can do this at your altar, or you can do it, you know, sitting on your bathroom floor. If, if that's, if that's what floats your boat, then that's where you do it. Um, but just make sure you bring all your things with you. And if you do want to do it on the bathroom floor, uh, and you do want to have an altar, bring your altar things in there. Um, so uh, a lot of times candles are gonna be used when anyone is cast in a circle. Again, you don't have to use anything, but a lot of times you will see that candles are part of it. In my opinion, it just kind of sets the, the mood, you know, like when I'm in a dark room because I always do my magic at night I don't know why when I'm in a dark room and it's all lit up by candles and they're in the shape of like a circle and you know I've got all my witchy stuff out I'm, I'm feeling that magical mindset like that's that's happening um so uh if you have uh if you're going to be using the elements when you cast a circle, you'll want to bring some sort of rep representation for each element. Uh, I will walk through this one today by, by using um, the elements. So, you know, you'll get kind of a feeling for it, um, but it's just, it can be anything from like a glass of water for water to a picture of the ocean. It's just something that you use to call up that, um, image, sort of that, uh, that feeling. All right, now, um, once you have everything together, then you want to clear out your, um, clear out the space where your circle is going to be. You want to clear it of negative energy. 
a lot of people will take this very, very seriously and uh, sweep counterclockwise. Um, they, uh, the word for that is um, Wittershins, by the way, I think. So they'll sweep from the center of their circle to um, the outside of their circle, like uh, to push all of the negativity out of that circle, banish it. Um, some people may do that, the same thing, walk around their space from the center, moving toward the outside in a spiral. Um, they may walk around their space with incense or some other smoking type object. Um, they may walk around with a bell. Uh, sounds can, can clear space and remove negative energy. For me, again, the negativity is always within myself. Like, I'm, I just don't feel much negativity around me, like negative energy that is not directly connected to me. I don't really know what that means. Maybe I'm the problem in the room that, that you people are always trying to get rid of. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is, you know, I just, it just, that's just how it works for me. So when I, when I'm banishing that negativity, I may walk around my circle um, in a, in a counterclockwise direction. But when I'm doing that, I may even envision, you know, sweeping away the negative energy from that circle, but it's still going to be about what's within myself. Uh, so anyway, you have now, um, you have now uh, decided where your circle is going to be and you have banished the negative energy from it. So that's all very cool and very good. Um, the next thing that you're going to do is begin by, um, sometimes I hear, um, sometimes I hear this, like the whole, the whole process of casting a circle is like a process. It's not just the part where you make the line. It's sort of, it's making the sphere. Um, and it's also bringing in the magical energy that you're going to work with. Um, so sometimes I get a little confused about like the proper terminology here. To me, the first part where you're just actually setting the boundary for where the circle is, you know, to me, that's cutting the circle. And then all of the rest of it is casting the circle. But I strongly suspect that other people may not agree with you if you tell them that. Um, you'll figure out what you like to call it or how you like to do it. Um, when I'm ready though, once I have banished the negativity and decided where my circle will be, I will walk around my circle space um, clockwise and using my wand, I'll point it at the bottom of, of the circular space, you know, like the floor. And then, and I'll go around my circle. Um, I'll point it in the middle space um, 
sort of above my floor, you know, like a shoulder height kind of. And I'll go around the circle and then I'll go around another time pointing it towards the center of where the sphere would be, you know. Um, and then when I've completed the sphere, I will use my wand to direct that energy down into where the bottom of the sphere would be. And that brings it all together. The sphere is there now, the sort of a magical, but not physical boundary. Um, oh, also uh, your circle is a sphere and it can go through things like it, you should be like in the middle of the sphere, not at the bottom of it. Um, so you don't have to worry about like, oh, I can't do my circle here because, you know, this piece of furniture is in the way. That's fine. Don't worry about that. Um, so next. Uh, next, I would bring in the elements. When you bring in the elements, um, and I, I suppose there are other types of things that you could you could use here if you wanted to maybe work with the uh, work with the Fae. Maybe you could do something with that. Um, I don't really know anything at all about fairies. If you wanted to work with um, ancestors, maybe you call in um, an ancestor to each corner. Um, the corners are the directions. So uh, yeah, that's something else. Before you actually get started, figure out what your directions are um you don't have to be like compass exact for north or whatever just kind of figure out the general the general uh direction that things are in and remember uh north is earth east is air south is fire and west is water um like i said it doesn't have to be exact just try to keep it as close as you can you know generally close one of the reasons for that is no matter where you go no matter where you cast a circle you will know that you're always um wherever you are on earth your direction will be the same as it has always been unless you go to the southern hemisphere um and then it's opposite so just keep that in mind and if it confuses you just I guess stay in one hemisphere um so yeah uh I will when I'm setting the circle up before I start I'll put things like a candle and the element or the whatever I'm going to use to represent the element at each corner um so maybe in the north corner I would have a candle and um, a rock a crystal something like that uh, I like to use bigger candles at the corners but I don't necessarily go with the the color scheme because I'm not organized enough for that uh, I just like to at least just have a tall candle there and because all around I'm gonna have a, a shit ton of tea lights like that's guaranteed um, so I like the elemental candles to be special you know to look like they're something different um i also like to light the elemental elemental candle like when i'm actually invoking the element that's completely up to you i think that's pretty common with wicca 
I'm not sure about other people, but um, so all of that stuff is set up. Uh, so, um, sorry, I'm checking my notes. I'm trying to stay focused and organized. So um, you have uh, held, off, held space for your circle now. You've created space for your circle and the sphere is there. Um, your circle doesn't have to be big, by the way. You can, a lot of times, I like to sit on the floor when I'm doing magic. So it'll just be big enough for me to get all the candles in and um, anything else. And that's just all that's necessary, you know? Um, or you can have it be a very big space if that's what you want and that's what you need for that particular working. So, um, yeah, all right. Now you will call in the elements. Um, personally, I, I like to start with whichever element it is that I'm gonna be working with. Like if I need to do a working that I need quick change, I need something to happen right away. I need it to be big. So I'm gonna work with fire. So I will cast the circle, call the elements in, um, starting with fire. A lot of people will start with um, the east because that is where the sun rises. No matter where you are on the planet, the sun rises in the east. Uh, so it is, um, it's very, some, some covens will have the direction of the elements switched because they feel like in order to be a part of their coven, you should have intuited this. Um, it, you know, to each their own, no judgment from me. Actually, I just, I find that one to be weird, but whatever. It's okay, they can do what they want. That's not the coven that I'm in. So uh, this is what I do. When it comes to actually calling the elements into the circle, I will have um, something written out that I will say when I'm calling the elements. When I call the element, I am envisioning a woman, like this beautiful, fierce goddess, warrior type of woman coming towards me from that direction. And each one for me looks uh, different from the others. You may feel, you may do this with uh, colors or you may do this with a feeling. Um, if you're struggling to figure out how to call in an element, anything that you do with magic, you can make sure it's very robust by using your five senses. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? What does it look like? What's it feel like? Um, and then that will have a very solid representation of that element in your mind. And that's what you need. You need a solid representation of whatever it is you're doing. So for me, uh, if I was gonna call in fire, I might stand at my fire candle and say, guardian of fire and keeper of the south. You bring the power of passion and transformation to my circle. Lend your strength to my spell, lighten the darkness, fire I call to thee now. You don't have to say any of that. Um, you can make it however, however poetic or specific you want it to be. 
you can mention when you're calling in the elements, and I always mean to do this. I think it would be really cool. You could mention when you're calling the element, like what you're working on. Um, I think the last real spell I did was at Samhain. Um, I did a cord cutting. And it would have been really cool if I had said, lend your strength to my spell to cut the cord from this toxic son of a bitch. So, but I didn't say that. And I could have, it was an opportunity missed, but the spell worked. So that's all that mattered. Um, so when you're doing a spell, there should be some forethought in what you're doing and how you're going to do it. Uh, and we, we will talk about that uh, before the end of the season, but that's a good place where you can do that is all I'm saying. So then I would, I would, I would call in fire. When you call it in, you need to sort of, Feel it enter your circle. It may be a rush of sensation over your body. Like if it was fire, I might feel warmth rush over my body. Um, water, I might feel coolness, you know, air. I might feel my hair move in the wind as it goes by. These are all not, uh, I'm imagining that I'm feeling these things, but they, in circle, they actually do feel pretty real, you know, but like not Hollywood real. Um, so once I have felt the element and enter the circle, then, um, I move on to the next one. At some point in there, I've lit the candle too, by the way. Uh, it is, some people really view elementals as almost like deities. Um, some people view them as, uh, aspects of themselves, some will view them as the energy in the of the universe you know um, I think I'm somewhere in between aspects of myself and energy of the universe uh, however you feel it it would it's important that you have established some sort of relationship with the elements over time and the more you do it the more of a relationship you'll establish um, so, uh, sorry, my phone's blowing up. It's very distracting. Good grief. All right, so you have, you know what, before I move on, that's a good point. I don't put my phone away because I need the stopwatch on it. We all were at that episode where the alarm on my computer started like going crazy because I didn't know this online stopwatch would, would set off an alarm. Um, and it scared me really bad. Uh, also, it was just embarrassing. I should have known better. But now I keep my phone unlocked and the stopwatch going so that I know how long we, we've got. And sometimes it starts blowing up and it's very distracting. When you're working something in a circle, you don't want electronics to be in there. A lot of people will say that, you know, the electronics mess with the energy and so on and so forth. I feel that electricity could actually probably like amplify the energy you know like if you've ever watched ghost hunters or something and you live near big power lines there's always all those EM, emfs and uh stuff like that you know i mean it's going crazy because of the electricity so i feel like that would be an interesting tool to bring into your magic but having your cell phone is incredibly distracting oh my god um we're just conditioned at this point 
if it if it goes off even if it's on silent we need to see what it is even if we're not going to respond we just need to see what it is it, i have to know i have to know you know <laughs> um okay we saw finding like center and carrying on once you have called all the elements in you may want to call in um, a god or a goddess or you know some other higher power type of thing uh sometimes like wiccans will do uh drawing down the moon where they are literally invoking the goddess into themselves um eh, we'll talk about it later so you can do that it's probably not something you should do when you're um alone but i mean mostly because if you do you don't remember what happens and you need someone else's perception and interpretation of what you did once you have all of these things done um you you can do your magical working uh whether it's like for me the last one i did was a cord cutting so then i did the actual i i said my spell and I lit the candles and I let the cord burn. And that was the magical working. I really kind of think that we do all this extra stuff so that it feels like we've done something. And I, I get it, I actually feel the same way. You know, I think we like magic to feel more uh gosh i don't know the words we like it to feel like it takes more effort because that means that we've done something you know we've accomplished something and really we don't need anything at all we don't need rituals or circles or any of that stuff you can literally just kind of push your intentions out there into the universe and that's magic it may or may not be very effective but it is magic um but yeah, I mean, for me personally, I really need it to feel like it, feel like more, like I need it to feel like it's something special. Maybe it's to keep me from doing it all the time because it's, it does take some effort and I really don't have time to do a whole lot of extra stuff. Um, so yeah, then you do your magical working and then you will deconstruct your circle i like to call it unspin you'll unspin your circle you just walk uh you walk clockwise to create the circle you walk counterclockwise to unspin it um you may bid the elements and the gods or goddesses goodbye before you do that um there's any number of ways but it's basically sort of like a, that cool down period um after uh, like if you go running and you warm up with uh, just a like sort of a, a walk for a couple of minutes and then you do your your big running and then to cool down you you go back down to a walk for a couple of minutes um, is sort of that idea like you, when you cast a circle you're preparing yourself to do this magical working when you unspin it you're telling yourself i did this magical working because once you do magic you need to let it go you need to not think about it you definitely don't want to talk about it 
You need to just let that energy that you've created go be out there without you calling it back to yourself by thinking about it all the time. You've done it, let it go. Um, and then, you know, clean your messes up and, and you're done. Um, for today, uh, or for this week rather, um, Oh, first, let me say, uh, next week, we will talk about consecrating tools. And in order to consecrate your tools, um, should you use them, you will want to do that in circle. Um, this is when you need to be able to have that, that magical boundary. Um, so if you want to find an um, athame and a wand and, you know, uh, a chalice or, you know, any number of other tools that you might use um, and have those ready for next week, that would be kind of cool. Um, but for, for today, for this week, what I would like for you to do is to practice casting a circle. Um, it's going to feel weird the first few times you do it. You know, you're, you may feel like this is the stupidest weirdo bullshit I've ever done. And I hope nobody can see me doing this. Um, but it's okay, just work through it. You know, like it starts to feel a lot more normal um, after you do it a time or two, especially when you do it and you fucking feel it, you feel the magic, then it, it gets a lot easier to do it even if you are worried that you might look foolish. Um, so, you remember uh, we did the thing where we um, pulled the, the light into us and all that. Um, I want you to start with a grounding and centering. When you do your grounding and centering, you have filled your, yourself, your being with all of this light, all of this energy. And now you need, you can keep it within yourself, absolutely. But you can also do something with the energy now. Um, so cast your circle like we did. And then I would like for you to do your grounding and centering and then all of that energy that you take into yourself, make it, uh, this is gonna be sort of a meditative state. Um, let it fill your body completely and then let it begin to leave your body like it's uh, light escaping through your skin and is going to be its own kind of ethereal solid light that comes up outside of you um, separate from you there's space between you and the edge of it um, you'll do that with the same way that we did the uh, the light before where you moved it into your hands and then you made the bird instead of making the bird you're going to make um and a sphere around you a bubble like it, it's you've already cast your circle and the, the circle is a bubble but this is the uh magical energy part of it when i do it i've already practiced doing this enough that i'm doing it when i was talking about uh making the circle and and going around three times and all that you don't have to do all that you can just sit and let that light come out out of you into a, a sphere and that is your circle you don't have to do it the way i did 
Um, Like when I do all that, I've done the work of doing just the light enough that I'm, I know how that energy works and feels. Um, Dang, I kind of wish I would have talked to y'all about doing it that way instead of this way. I kind of forgot. It's okay. Maybe we'll get back to that another day. Um, But you will be able to, to do it anyway. Do your grounding and centering. You're very calm. You're very relaxed. You're doing lots of deep breaths. And as you exhale, once the light begins to leave your body, as you exhale, the light um, will inflate until you continue to exhale and you have made this sphere that is around you. This is your circle. Now, within here, you may uh, see that you're in your astral temple. Um, You may just not feel like the rest of the world is very unimportant, you know, dim, energetically dim, not not physically dim. Um, So in here, while you have created this, this magical space, do the thing again where you made the bird. Um, put your intention into the bird. And from within your circle, send the bird off to do, to do the thing that you have placed into it. Uh, that was um, one of the early episodes. So a quick reminder about what I'm talking about. You uh, concentrate the energy within yourself into a tight, bright ball of light in your core. You'll move that ball of light down your arm uh, and into your into your hand and then out of your palm. And then that ball of light, you'll it'll you'll make it a, be a bird, whatever kind of bird you like. Uh, it can be a bird of light. It can look like a real bird. It, that's fine. But you're going to place into this bird your wish. But I don't like the word wish because wishes don't come true. And if they do, they're really fucked up. Like your son dies and comes back as a zombie with a monkey, monkey pod. Like we don't want that. But intentions are good. <laughs> so um, fill it with your intentions and then release it and see if it is any different than when you, when, than when you did the bird, um, not within your circle, you know. Uh, so yeah, play with that. Let me know how it works. Like really, um, you can tell me on Twitter or you can leave me a voice message on Anchor FM. I think there's all kinds of ways to, to get in touch with me at this point, but I'd like to know if you did and, and how you're feeling about it and where, if you've had any struggles or mostly if you've had any successes, I really, I hope you're very successful with this. So for now, I guess that's enough. We're already 10 minutes over. Sorry about that. Um, So uh, I will leave you with one parting thought, and that is that you should know your place. But do you want to know what, where that place is? It's wherever the hell you want it to be. So uh, yeah, give that some thought. I'll talk to you um, next week.